ComC.com is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 26 million cards across all sports, genres, and eras. With a ComC.com account, you can purchase cards from different sellers over time, ship them home together later, or immediately reprice them for sale on the ComC marketplace. ComC reached an incredible milestone during this year's national by processing their 100 millionth item. ComC looks forward to offering safe and easy trading card consignment for years to come and continuing to focus on fulfilling their mission to optimize everyone's enjoyment of the hobby. To stay updated with ComC, please follow them on social media at Check Out My Cards on all platforms. To learn more about the exciting changes being made at ComC, please visit blog.comc.com. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. I'm getting ready here on a Sunday morning to head into the shop this afternoon. I took yesterday off, I took Saturday off because I went and took my daughter to one of her junior high volleyball games and family comes first and so that was more important than opening up the shop on a Saturday afternoon, at least it was for me this week, but I'm uh, looking forward to getting in there today and um, seeing who comes in and seeing what I can sell and seeing what sort, what I can sort. There, there's one collection that's supposed to be coming in today that I'm interested in taking a look at. Should be kind of fun. I did finally get my Top's Finest Flashbacks box. If you'd been paying attention on Twitter, if you've been following along, you can see the epic journey that this box has been on since it shipped on September 15th. So yes, it shipped September 15th, 5 to 15 days estimated shipping time. It made its way to Indiana, it made its way to Illinois, it made its way even to our local distribution center for both FedEx and USPS multiple times, and then somehow got sent back out into the wild and never got on a delivery truck. Well, finally, yesterday, it made it here on October 9th. And so from September 15th to October 9th, this box has been traveling from Pennsylvania to Indiana to Illinois to Missouri, back to Indiana, back to Kentucky. It's been all over the place in the Midwest, but it finally made it. I'm happy to finally have it. <laughs> it's been quite a journey. I do give credit to FedEx. They at least reached out on Twitter when I tagged them in a tweet kind of asking what's going on with this. And they reached out and, and did a little bit of searching for me. They weren't able to you know, ultimately resolve it. It still just kind of had to work its way out over the next 10 days or so. But they did at least reach out. Um, I will give them credit for that. Um, Tops didn't. But, you know, they've, they've got a lot on their plate right now, I guess. But anyway, I, I am happy to have that. So if you have been following along with the journey that this Where in the World is My Finest Flashbacks box, it is now in my hands. So just thought I'd give a little update on that. The topic for today is going to be what is a collectible or what makes something collectible? I've been thinking about this a little bit, and while I was on the plane flying out to the industry summit a few weeks ago, I decided to pop open my iPad and put that flight time to some good use. And so I typed up some thoughts and some notes about 
from my perspective, what is it that makes something a collectible and makes it desirable? Because there's a lot of debate about what we should or shouldn't collect and what is a collectible or what's going to have value or what's not going to have value. And I thought I'd put some thought into, well, what really does make something collectible? And so that's what we'll talk about today. That'll be our main topic. We'll get started with that after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors. They break online every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night, but you can also watch them break in their Knoxville, Tennessee store. They do live breaks right there in the store. Went out and looked at the site at udogcollect.com, and this week it looks like they're going to be breaking some 2021 Bowman Sterling, some Donruss Optic, Panini Origins, Pro Set Metal Football, amongst some other things. So check out what they've got going on at udogcollect.com and tell them Wax Pack Hero sent you. All right, well, let's get into our main topic. It seems the hobby landscape is changing. Maybe. I guess it depends on how you look at it. And with the upcoming shift in manufacturers... NFTs being in their infancy and a host of other hobby startups touching things like storage, organization, pricing, marketing of cards. There's no question that collecting will look different tomorrow than it does today. But what if your focus is on the past? What if you like to collect cards from the 80s and 90s? What if vintage Hall of Famers is your thing? Or what if you like to take it all the way back to pre-war tobacco cards? My guess is for you, the hobby is going to look pretty similar to the way it looks today. There will be new things to collect in the future, and some will be physical, some will be digital, but there will be things to collect from our past. Most of them will be physical. Either way, these things are going to be collected. But why? Ever since the Topps, Panini, and Upper Deck digital apps came on the scene, some collectors scoffed at the time spent acquiring quote-unquote JPEGs. Yet the demand for the products has continued to grow, and real money is being spent on those digital collections. NFTs bring digital assets to a whole new level with added layers of security and uniqueness and a digital ownership history that will be captured for all to see. Is there any reason that a digital item can't be just as collectible as a physical item? I guess I want to spend some time today thinking through this question. What makes something collectible? First, I think it has to mean something to you. So first and foremost, for something to be collectible, it has to have meaning to the person collecting it. Oftentimes, that meaning is driven from a connection between the item and a time in that person's life. I have cards in my collection that connect me back to time spent with my grandparents. I've got specific cards that bring back memories of them telling me stories of their sports heroes or telling me things about my parents and aunts and uncles and what they were doing as kids. I have other cards that connect me to summer spent playing wiffle ball in our neighborhood or watching my favorite college and professional teams on TV. For others, photos, records, CDs, action figures, or even other toys have this same effect. Well, why can't digital items do the same thing? There's times when I catch myself having this mindset as well. I don't want a picture of a card. I want a real card. Well, I used to say the same thing about CDs, but you know what? I found myself collecting some MP3s because of the memories those songs connect me to. I can even remember the first time a friend showed me how to download a song. And that's why I still own Blur's song number two. I remember it almost as vividly as opening my first pack of cards. The digital collection of photos from my wedding also elicits as powerful an emotion as any physical item that I've got. For some people, 
NFTs do the same thing, or digital sports cards do the same thing. And who am I to argue with that? If an NFT connects somebody to a meaningful time in their life, why should I argue against the validity of their desire to collect it? Next, I think scarcity is important. Another factor in collectability is that sense of uniqueness or scarcity. Oftentimes, the more scarce an item is, the more collectible it is. However, demand is another important component of that equation. So maybe relative scarcity is what I should have said. Basically, collectibles seem to be common enough to have awareness and have meaning associated with them, but scarce enough that not everyone who wants one can freely acquire it with no effort. Well, cards have this, and other physical items have this. Some digital items have this. I don't yet fully understand all the nuances of NFTs, but I do understand that some of them are more scarce than others. Just like their physical counterparts, that drives collectability. Another thing is that it represents a time history, like a, a period of time in history. Some items are collectible because they serve as a connection to a point in history like Civil War items or model trains connect people to that era. Coins, typewriters, books, computers. Those are all things that some people collect because they're representations of a point in history. And they like to see the development or the progress of a certain technology over time. This is one of the reasons I love vintage cards. I know that those items were around during significant periods of our past. And while it's difficult for us to see today, I'd argue that probably in the next 30 years from now, we might see NFTs have that same potential. Can you imagine what it would be like to have a digitally verified way to show that you own a ticket stub from the 2016 World Series Game 7 and that you were there and you were the original purchaser? Or maybe that you own the exact piece of art that Benjamin Franklin once owned? Or that you own the first copy of the very first Beatles album that was ever made? These are the types of things that future generations will be able to collect because of the digital record that will be connected to NFTs. And that sounds like a whole lot of connection to history to me. You know, this just kind of scratches the surface of the topic. These are some of the first things that came to mind as I think about what makes something collectible. And I'm sure there's tons more reasons that people collect what they do. And while I can't say that I personally have a desire to connect, collect digital assets yet, I'm at least opening up to the validity of digital collectibles as a thing. And I'm growing to understand why some people do have the desire to collect them. The future of our hobby is likely to have an increased level of digital products associated with it. And you know what? That's okay. And that's also okay if it isn't your thing. We have over 100 years of physical cards and memorabilia to pursue. And 30 years from now, some collections will be 100% digital. Some will still be 100% physical. And again, I have a feeling that quite a few are going to be a little bit of both. The Sports Card Shop is your small town local card shop with a global reach. Located in New Buffalo, Michigan, the shop is one of the most accessible in the Midwest. In addition to being an authorized Panini Direct Dealer, the Sports Card Shop carries all major trading card brands, including Tops, Upper Deck, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and more. With all that new wax, a half million singles, and showcases full of graded cards, you're sure to find something great for your collection, whether you're just starting out or a seasoned collector. The Sports Card Shop is your one-stop shop. 
So call us, come see us, or visit us on the web and social media. Our phone number is 269-469-0140. Website is thesportscardshop at moco.com. The Sports Card Shop is part of the Moco Retail Group, connecting sports, the hobby, and people around the world. Well, that's what I've got for you today. Just a few thoughts on what makes something collectible. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Leave me a message at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Send me a message on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Follow me on Instagram or TikTok at waxpackhero. And let me know what you think about today's episode. Let me know what you find collectible. Is it physical? Is it digital? Is it that memory that's created? Is it that sense of uniqueness? Or is it something completely different that I didn't even talk about? Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear. Well, that's all I've got for you today. So I'll catch you next time.